Only God can judge my saved TikToks. Just walked face first into the glass door and out to my weekend TGIF. Is there cilantro essential oils? Because I'd rub that all over me. Do sympathetic nose pickers exist? Parents please weigh in. I need the 7-Eleven employees to see me without slippers on and food in my teeth. Welcome to Tweet Victory with your hosts at Annie underscore Berglund and at CWC Radio. Welcome to Tweet Victory. I am at CWC Radio and I am joined as always by at Annie underscore Berglund. Annie, I am going to set the timer for five minutes and uh, let's just jump right into the tweet of the week, um, which I got excited about because it is a movie tweet. Um, and I don't know if you know this, but I am the co-host of a movie podcast. So anything movie related, I get excited about. <laughs> Wait, uh, what's the name of the podcast? Uh, video Store on the Channel 3900 oh. Podcast Network. But we're not here to plug Video Store, which is on hiatus right now. We'll be back uh, in mid-June. Um, uh, so the tweet says, watching Sense and Sensibility with Mike, and he keeps calling him Huge Grant. Mm. Have you seen Sense and Sensibility, 1995? Here's the thing. Uh-oh. Um, Uh-oh. I have tried with Jane Austen. I know, and I will okay. say, like, I have read, I've read two Jane Austen novels and maybe started a third. So, like, it's mm. not, it's not that I don't, uh, I haven't put in the work. Um, it's just not my thing. Yeah. You know, like, and I feel bad. Like, I, I'm because I, I always, I love that everybody has their thing that, like, you're supposed to like, but mm. they just, it's just, they just can't. And, um, I mean, s- some are more egregious than others, like people who are like, yeah, you know what I'm not, you know what I don't like is like the Beatles or something like that. Yeah. And though that feels like, uh, like, like you, it's inten- that feels like intentional, like you're intentionally not liking. You know it. what? OK, there, there is that. And I will say I will say that there is. Um, OK, we, let's give some historical context to this, because if you were older than me, but not a lot older than me, you maybe let's say you were 10 years older than me, okay. you maybe came of age where you had older siblings or let's say 15 years older than me maybe um, where you had older siblings who were huge Beatles fans because they were kind of there for it and Mm -hmm. your reaction to it from it's from like you came by it honestly that you're like yeah that's the stuff that just happened and I'm not into that and like my older sister or brother is really into that so like I'm going to be into this other thing now this other thing is likely a you know, uh, mid late seventies, early eighties thing that you're into, which, you know, uh, is probably, uh, probably not as good as the Beatles. I, the Beatles are like pretty objectively great. Um, uh, but like, <laughs> but I would say the folks like that come by it honestly. Um, mm. and then there are people who I think, um, don't they they, they want to be contrarian. So they're not coming by mm. it honestly, but then like, I really, I'm open to, I don't get it. And I think, I think, I still think people who say they don't like the Beatles and they like kind of make their case for it. I still feel like, well, what are you judging the Beatles on? Because it's the kind of thing where there's so much that they did and it's so yes. different and they evolve so much that it's like, I could see saying like, well, I don't like like pre 
revolver or pre rubber sole beetles, or I don't mm. like, you know, post revolver beetles or, you know, yep. I don't, or I don't like the white album beetles or I don't like late period, but like to dismiss all of it is almost like dismissing uh, late 20th century pop music entirely. Yeah. You know, like it's like, it's kind of hard to be there. Yes. Yes. A hundred percent. Um, and that's where I would, yeah. When it's something like that, I'm like, well, isn't there like one song? Because there's so, like you said, right. they're all so different. It's all like, it's like, isn't there's probably one song that you're into, you know, like to just dismiss all of it as I don't like it when it's like, this is quite a broad genre, but I will back you up on the fact that with Jane Austen, it is not, she is not jumping genres. That is like a very specific right. she's got a kind thing of that thing she you're does. looking for. And part of that I, is yes. when she's writing, like she's you now to give her some credit, she's creating genre to a certain degree. Like, yes, you know, sure. it's, it's interesting. Like you think of like, shouldn't the novel be like a really, really, really old format? You know, you would think yeah. that you because it's like yeah. a fi- fictional storytelling. Now, fictional storytelling goes back a long way. We've always done that. And, yeah. um, you know, uh, but the novel itself especially like the novel is pretty young. I mean, we're talking, yeah. uh, you know, early 1700s is when we're getting some of, some of our first things that we would recognize as the novel. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Now, again, I'm not an English professor, so maybe somebody can like uh, dismiss what I'm saying here uh, and, and prove me wrong. And like, I'm open to that, but, but, but I really do feel like we're talking about maybe late 1600s, but really 1700s is when we're getting something recognizable to the novel. So like, like Austin is still pretty early on in the, the advent mm. of, uh, you know, the advent of the form in the genre. So the fact that she's not jumping, I mean, so in that way she is like the Beatles to a certain degree. Like the Beatles are, uh, one of the things that make the Beatles great is that they are creating genre um, mm. genres within American or within pop music. Um, so, so, I mean, Jane Austen is, is a Beatle, you know, to that degree, uh, just, you know, <laughs> yeah. Not I mean, Beatle. like she, I, isn't it called like Regency novels? Is that mm-hmm. what they're called? I like, so. I feel like, yeah. Like um, if you look at Regency novel authors, like she's going to be the, obviously the top one. And yeah. It's just like, do you, is that something you're into? And for me, when I, I think I understand the importance of them historically. And as a woman, I understand like the importance of, of Mm -hmm. uh, hearing female voices from that time period. At the same time, they're like kind of wealthy women that are like, we're so poor and we need to get married to get more money. And it's like, okay, I would like prefer to more, like you have servants, you know, like, like you're not. You're not. And, and so like for me, the frustration is reading it and being like, this just feels like a lot of the same kind of problems and characters multiple times, just like different names. Yeah. And, and I'm, I'm not even cri- I'm not even critical of it in that way. Um, because, oh, right. Right. You know, and I will say I just I, I feel like I need to. This is me totally. Um, I probably shouldn't say this, but like there are female authors of the time that I really like, like I love George Eliot. I think uh, mm. Adam Bede is the first half of Adam Bede especially is phenomenal. It's such a good book. So it's not, it's not that like I, um, I probably have uh, more uh, 
male tastes than I would like in terms of mm-hmm. fiction and, and and things like that. But um, I'm a I like the Brontes a lot. Um, oh yes, know. me too. So like that that's kind of my vibe a little bit more. They're a little darker than than Jane Austen. Um, yes. But, but uh, you know that's it's so so I will say I've tried you know and and to be fair I've never read Sense and Sensibility I've never read Pride and Prejudice I read mm. Emma and I read uh, Northanger Abbey and Northanger Abbey is kind of great because of she's she is actually you know playing with the form playing with the genre that she helps create a little bit there like uh, it's 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 pretty good but it's mm. but at the same time like I was appreciating it but it's just it's just not my thing um yeah do you have things that are not your thing things that you're supposed to like that like you just don't and like and when Um, i say supposed to like i partially mean sort of culturally like 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 your you know like like everybody like it's like like you're supposed to say shakespeare's great you're supposed to say right yeah but i also mean things where if you do the like Netflix algorithm math. It's like everything about this I should like, and I don't. You know, I'm trying to think of things like I loved The Office. That was definitely like my time frame. <laughs> like growing, I was like in high school when The Office was like really starting to get really um, big. And I like, man, um, Harry Potter. I was into that, although like I wasn't allowed to read it for a while, but like definitely. But I want to know the stuff you don't like. So like, I guess maybe like Taylor Swift or like some pop music, probably. Um, I just don't care for it all. And maybe I should because like I kind of tend to like pop music. But for some reason, Taylor Swift, I just cannot listen to. See, that's interesting because I, if you had asked me what your Taylor Swift opinion was without hearing that, I would have been really conflicted. I would have been like, I, and what's interesting is I wouldn't have picked you as sort of middling. I would have picked you as either like you're super, super into her or didn't like her at all. So, so, so you are, yeah. On that, yeah. I think, I think also you're right in that uh, I'm kind of the person that is never softly for or against something like either I like it or I don't like it. And Taylor Swift, I actually like, just don't like it. And I think I read too much drama of her and Katy Perry or something in the past and like wrote her were, off. Were you, but... were you team Katy Perry in that or? Yeah. For a hundred percent. Yeah. Yeah. hundred percent. For real. And still for am. Real? Still okay. am. No, oh, no, I'm not even kidding. Like okay. I have read so much on this and it's embarrassing, but, um, you know, like there's the people that are like really into the royal family and reading all the gossip about the royal family. It's like that, but like Katy Perry and Taylor Swift are my royal family that I oh, that know works. everything about and uh, definitely took a side. Mike's nodding in agreement across the room. He knows about my me being Team Katy. Like it's just it's a fact. I like to think um, that both you and Mike are Team Katie. <laughs> I realize Mike- that's not what you're saying, but like, <laughs> but I love a world where both of you are like super into her side on this. <laughs> you know what? I think so actually because I feel that like you're. Are you Team Katie? Weigh in. Taylor Swift released that one song that I hate. Oh, okay, okay. Yep, he hates a Taylor Swift song. So then you're okay. on board. So th- that yes. makes it. That's all I need. That's that's all I need. Or like, man, the other day, Mike and I were watching, and that's the thing about our our marriage too is like, Mike can be like so in the middle on so many things where I am like 
either hate or love. We watched Tarzan the other day. Did I tell you about this? Did we talk about this? Did we talk about this on a podcast before? No, I don't think so. It was a pivotal moment. Granted, I was like nearly done with quarantine. I was in the last like two hours of my quarantine for having COVID. And we were like, let's watch, let's watch Tarzan. Um, because we wanted to listen to Phil Collins music, obviously, mm-hmm. like that's the big reason. And we watch it and I got so mad that I actually got up and stormed out. Like I was angry. I stormed out of the apartment and I broke my quarantine like two hours before it was done and just like went walking outside to get fresh air. Cause I was like, I can't watch this movie anymore. It's I'm so mad. Okay. But, but were you mad politically ideologically or were you just like, I don't like this. The whole package, Sam, that it starts out with, have you seen this? Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, we don't need to get into a breakdown of Tarzan. That's probably a different episode. But what what interests me is I get the sort of political, ideological worldview dislike. I'm interested Mm. in the things where it's like, you should where or all that other stuff lines up and like you just like everything about this i should like and i don't i'll give you two examples for me yes Um, please uh one of them i've i'm on the record i think maybe even on this podcast but definitely in other places which is like everybody that i know and you're probably one of these people loves mysteries like mm. loves reading mysteries or like if a movie comes mm. out and it's a murder mystery, people are like, yeah, like, like this is, I feel like this is a, like a, and maybe an academic intellectual thing. Like my wife's favorite author is potentially Agatha Christie. She's read almost everything that she's written. And uh, I don't care about mysteries at all. I like, I am not interested. I am not interested in trying to solve your puzzle, especially if I know by the end of the book, you're going to tell me what happened. Like, I, like, if the story's good, great. If the characters are good, great. But like the fact that something is like a murder mystery is not a selling point for me. I should huh. like mysteries. It turns out I'm just not that interested in like plot and like yeah. those. So, okay. So that's one example. The other example, and this is actually a sign. I, I have a distinct memory of this. Um, and, uh, and this was a sign of like, actually reaching maturity and i feel bad about this this is one i genuinely feel bad about again because politically ideologically artistically i should like this um Mm -hmm. i spent a lot of late college but especially graduate school because i did a lot of courses in not only american history but american studies i wrote a lot of papers did a lot of research on jazz music i love Mm. i love the the uh beat authors like um jack kerouac who's big into jazz music i spent a lot of time listening to it intellectually understanding it again writing graduate school papers about jazz music and i had this point where it's like i enjoy this intellectually like i understand it and i like and and everything about it i should like um but it turns out like i don't actually like listening to the music (laughs) again I, i have written papers where i have heavily use the phrase spontaneous bop prosody to talk about like uh dizzy gillespie and charlie parker music like like i'm again i come by this honestly but it was a sign of maturity i think to be like you know what this is objectively great and important i mean i i agree that jazz is one of the most important unique american contributions to world culture 
It's so, mm. so important. I just don't really enjoy listening to it. Again, I enjoy I, what I, I would enjoy having somebody break down jazz music for me. I enjoy intellectually people talking about it, but to actually sit and listen to it, it's, it's not actually my thing. And I, and like, mm. I felt so bad about that for so long. And then I hit the age of probably like, I don't know, 25, 27, 28. And I was just like, you know what? It's okay to just to say that I, I don't, enjoy this and then i kind of put the jazz cds away and was like it's okay i don't i'm I'm not i don't think i'm a lesser person because this is not my taste um yeah but i think i think there is something about those formative ages of you know maybe 16 15 or 16 to 25 26 where you so much like want to like the things you're supposed to like so i okay all this circles back to Jane Austen and the Beatles, which is like, so I actually, that has made me okay to a certain degree with people who are like, yeah, I'm just not into the Beatles. Like I, in one level, I don't believe them. Oh, I believe that it's like, yeah, but if I played revolver, like objectively, that's a great record. Like you have to, but, but again, like I know myself, I've had this experience um, where on all levels, I feel like I understand it and understand its importance and its greatness but I just don't want to listen to it. So, uh, you know, I think uh, I'm not being contrarian with that. In fact, I wish I loved it. I wish I loved jazz music because there's, because everything else about it. I like, I like the literature that surrounds it. I like the, the, the intellectual pursuits around it. History. Yep. yep, Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And you know what, as you're talking about this, I'm truly trying to think of something and, and maybe it's something that more someone else would notice about me and I wouldn't notice about myself. You know, like, I don't know if I'm that introspective that I'm like, I should like this, but I don't. But I know, I don't know if you have any of these things where it's like when you do really like something and appreciate it. And then people in your life are like, really? You're into that? Yeah. Like, that's, I feel like I know much more of those things where it's like the shock of people being like, really, Annie, you really like Tropic Thunder? Like, or, or blades of glory like you you yeah. like those like legitimately like them and could watch them many times and it's like yes yes i could so i don't know okay. about okay i want to talk about that and then we should probably we should probably wrap up <laughs> going along. but for me that is in part the reason i don't have that experience that much is because i tend to be pretty private about my tastes because mm. i get nervous like Oh, what if I like a thing that like that nobody likes? I don't feel bad about liking it, but I don't necessarily like want to wear that on my sleeve as like, oh, I'm I'm trying to think of an example of something. Because the, the problem is anything I could think of, and even the examples that you just gave are like, no, I think people are into I think people are into those things. Like there are some problematic elements to both of those films that you just named, but there's also yes. like they're kind of great satires. Tropic Thunder is a, a pretty great Hollywood satire at the same time. And it, yeah. I mean, you look at the cast of that movie and even the, uh, the Tom Cruise cameo in that movie. And it's like, that's actually like, I don't think that's that unpopular of an, of an opinion, but I know that feeling of like, yeah, I'm not going to go to bat for that. So if you ask me what my favorite movies are, what are the things that I can say that are like, maybe say something about me, but at the same time, like aren't out on a limb so much. Uh, I think that's the next step for me in growing is just like owning those things. It's easier to do with books because 
who's ever read certain books where you can just be like, oh, I love this book. And, and it's not like somebody's going to be like, oh, I'm going to go read that to check out your taste. Like nobody actually does that. Right. So I feel like with books, I can be a little bit more open. Like this is my thing. Um, yeah. But, but I think it is tougher with culture. That's easy to consume. Um, yeah. Yeah. You, you kind of like fish around for something that's palatable that you like, you know, that other people are going to like it and it's not going to cause any kind of like stir. Right. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> No, I, I totally feel that. Although you are somebody who you asked me, I know this episode is getting long. You asked me what book I like and I told you and then you read it. So you are actually that person, Sam. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> but but most people aren't like that. <laughs> okay, okay. And I was asking you in part because I wanted to like get into your head a little bit in terms of like what what are things you love. Well, this is That's this true. is really gone. Uh, uh, this is an episode which the origins of it are me really not wanting to talk about Jane Austen because I don't really know that much. So, um, or, or huge grant or huge grant. Yeah. So we just steered, we steered away from that. Um, I don't know if this was interesting to listeners. I think this, I, I find this topic interesting. In fact, I'd be interested listeners. What are the things that, um, what are the things that you've tried that you put in the work to try to like, and it just didn't land for you. Uh, and I mm. wanted, I wanted to say that again, this is a safe place for that because there's, I'm trying to think there is nothing that I love or, or even would, would say like objectively, you have to say, this is great. Now I will get into arguments with people about this, but they're all playful. Like I actually don't think you, um, I don't know that there's anything canonically that you have to feel that way about. I think it's fun. It's fun to get into arguments. You know, if somebody says like, um, uh, you know, Citizen Kane is not a great movie. Like, like I think that I think that is an objectively wrong opinion. But it's like you can have it, and like I'll, I'll yeah. respect that you have it. Uh, yeah. I will also argue with you about it because I think it's fun. But like, I don't really. I'm not really trying to convert you. You know, things like that. So, uh, yeah. so this is a safe place. So I'm curious, what are the things that you're supposed to love? Yes, culturally that you just don't uh, you, that you're just, just not your thing. You know, or, or yeah, like something you put in a lot of time to also because those exactly. can be different things, right? Sometimes yeah. we just I'm like, like you, you're like, I'm just not interested. I'm just not going to touch a mystery novel. Like, I just don't care. Yeah, we're like or for me where it's like I read like 800 pages of War and Peace and then put it down. You know right. what I mean? Like, exactly. <laughs> what are the things that you you thought or you hoped you would like or you were expected to like but you didn't yeah i feel like i read murder on the orient express with my wife watching being like isn't it great and i was like that's yeah, fine <laughs> she's know? like breathing like, over <laughs> your shoulder like <sighs> yeah don't and, you like uh, it <laughs> yeah and it's just it just you know not my thing so uh that is all the time that we have if you like what you're listening to or if you feel like you should like what you're listening to but it's really not your thing <laughs> either way you should be, you should be following at any underscore berkland at twitter.com you should subscribe to the channel 3900 podcast network i said as i said video store is on break for a few weeks as barrett and i each do some traveling um but we have good stuff on the network tweet victory is not going away um, whether you want it to or not. Um, we have some new summer programming that we've recorded that's going to be dropping sometime in the next few weeks. Um, lots of good stuff. So subscribe to the Channel 3900 Podcast Network, and we will be back next week with another episode of Tweet Victory. Huge grant. Follow us at Annie underscore Berglund and or at CWC Radio. Mm-hmm.